I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. Look up any national news outlet and you're sure to be bombarded with stories about the mounting legal troubles of our former president. You can make your decisions and assumptions at will. Regardless, the fact remains that scandals are attention-grabbing. A political scandal gets even more eyes than Hollywood disgrace. It makes sense. When elected leaders are involved in scandal, that means they not only broke the law, but the public's trust and faith. Our state has been rocked by scandal more than a few times. Later this hour, we'll sit down with three writers to learn about some of the most crooked, double-dealing, and nefarious stories of our state's history. But first, state lawmakers are back for a special session. They're taking up a slate of bills under the umbrella of public safety this week. It's a session that came together in the wake of the attack at the Covenant School, but that largely does not take up measures related to guns. Today, lawmakers were greeted by hundreds of demonstrators, activists, and even families from Covenant. Many of them are pushing for action on gun regulation. WPLN political reporter Blaze Ganey has been at the Capitol for nearly 12 hours today, starting with a prayer gathering. He joins us now with the latest. Hey, Blaze, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all your hard work. Okay, so it's been a super long day for you. You just, off the top of your head, really, tell us what stands out to you today as the most interesting or surprising thing you witnessed. You know, it has been a long day, but I think the the first event that I was at had like over 300 people. It was the Southern Christian Coalition event. And I'd like to think I like sort of feed off of that energy when it's mm. a lot of people around. So I don't feel too tired. But they were there. They they linked arms, uh, surrounded the Capitol with prayer. And while 300 is nowhere near the amount of people that we saw back in March when there were a lot of protests, I'd say it was still very impressive to just see the, the mass amount of people there all pushing for the same thing. Uh, also, the measures... Uh, that the Tennessee Hi- Highway Patrol went to to prevent the large ca- crowds from gathering was really interesting. Uh, they had a lot of the sections that usually people are able to walk around in the Capitol uh, sectioned off so that people couldn't. Um, a lot of people were upset about that. And then also during session, they didn't allow a lot of members of the public to fill into the galleries like they usually do. They only allowed them on one side and the other side was shut off for press, lobbyists and and. Um, some families. All right. One of the more celebratory moments of the day was Representative Justin J. Pearson of Memphis getting sworn in. And that's usually more ceremonial. But since Pearson was expelled earlier in this year for leading gun protest reform on the House floor, this might be a little bit different. What was it like? Yeah. So they were all packed inside. It was a hot day. So they, they brought it all inside to the old Supreme Court chamber, which is on the first floor of the Capitol. And it was members of his family, friends, uh, voters from Memphis had bust over today, um, all very excited to see their lawmaker, um, you know, sign the document, get back into the seat they elected him into. Um, some One of the supporters there was uh, Regina Clark, and she came all the way up from Memphis. <laughs> They need to see our faces. They need to know that we mean it and that we're supporting our our legislators that we have elected in. We're supporting Justin. And Pearson was also very energized by the crowd. We're feeling fired up and ready to go. And we have to gather, we have to build that power, and we have to organize, mobilize, and be activated to make justice happen. And that's not just legislators, that's people who march, right? People who show up and who are committed to creating change. That's how That's how this happens. He was ready to get change done, and so were the people there to support him. Now, you also witnessed some tensions, largely the demonstrators who are in favor of gun reform. What were other viewpoints represented? So 
as you probably found out by now, the Proud Boys were at the event in the morning uh, when people were outside praying uh, ahead of session. Uh, there were maybe around only, only six members of the group, but they had handguns on their hips, all their faces covered. Um, at first, I guess they were very non-confrontational, but in the afternoon, this guy began heckling them, and it got a little under their skin, I guess. So they confronted him, hit his phone out of his hand. They, then they threw water on him. State troopers intervened and separated both parties, and uh, the rest of the day was totally fine. But later on, it was really interesting. There was a group of conservative women for gun rights. Um, it was called the D.C. Project. They held a press conference in a room with several House Republicans in attendance. One of those was Nikki Gozer. Mom's demand action does not speak for me. I, um, I was a victim of a violent crime. My husband, Ben, was brutally murdered in front of me by a man who was stalking me. I was denied the ability to carry my legal firearm to protect us that night because of the gun-free zone con gun control policies uh, that Moms Demand supports. And Moms Demand Action actually held a press conference earlier in that day talking about wanting more gun reform, uh, you know, like banning assault rifles and uh, background checks, things like that here in Tennessee. Now, after all this throughout the day, lawmakers got serious in the afternoon and they started taking up how the session is going to function. Tell us what they discussed there. You know, the House floor, that's where I was at today. It had about the same tensions as the scenes that I've described earlier. So it got very serious. Uh, right away, they started discussing the rules and there was a new set of rules that will only apply to this special session. Some include not allowing members to bring in the gallery to bring in signs, flags or banners. Um, and they also prohibit members and staff from recording from their phone or any device they bring in. But there are several more. There is usually partisan conflicts in times like this. How smooth or contentious was the opening of the session this time? Uh, it was it was very contentious. I mean, the fight over the rules lasted about the whole session. It was about an hour long. And the ones that stuck out the most was one between uh, Representative Jason Powell, who spoke up about how he didn't like the rules. What is the definition of material? We can't even debate that in the rules. It goes up on the board and we limit somebody who sent me up here to represent thousands and thousands of Tennesseans silence for three days. He's talking about a rule I that- I speak again, the, the supermajority rules me out again. I'm silenced for more. Again, I'm silenced indefinitely. Almost silenced him there by cutting him off, but he was speaking about a rule actually that will allow people to be cut off during debates if they speak off a uh, term. Now, I know looking forward, you're going to be paying attention to a lot of different things. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Blaze Gady, he covers state politics for WPLN News. You can follow his updates real time on Twitter. That's at Blaze Gainey, or you can keep an eye on our special legislation session coverage live blog right at the top of our homepage at WPLN.org. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll learn about some of the history of political corruption in Tennessee when we visit the story of former Governor Ray Blanton. You can join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. <laughs> 